You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Soupcast, coming to you from Archaeosoup Towers. By popular demand, we're taking selected videos from the Archaeosoup back catalogue and bringing them to you as convenient podcasts. As the name implies, with Archaeosoup you get a bit of everything thrown into the pot. Archaeology, discussion, humour and debate. You can find out more at archaeosoup.com. So sit back, relax and enjoy our hearty helping of Archaeosoup. I'm not sure I can say what I want to say about that. I think, I think uh, a very, a very, very measured and polite response from from me would be to say that it's weird that you can have a tagline of being the voice of, of commercial archaeology and not speak. It's strange that you can put out statements and pronouncements and survey results on the status of the profession in this country and not want to listen. Anyway, hello and welcome back to Watching Brief for the week of the 21st of March 2022. Uh, I am joined as ever by my co-host, Mr. Andy Brockman, and together, uh, hello Andy, by the way, Good afternoon, <laughs> Good afternoon. Uh, together, we, it's fair to say, have been waiting. Uh, it feels like we're waiting for a, uh, waiting for a, a, a train. Waiting for Godot? Waiting for Godot, yes. We're waiting in some ways for, yes, godlike figures to actually speak. Um, and, uh, and the extent to which they have or haven't, I suppose it's up to you guys to judge in the course of this episode. It's going to be a relatively short watching brief uh, as we want to get this uh, as it were, out this week, because next week we have some people lined up who are on the ground in Ukraine and who have experience of of the, the risk to people and heritage um, that's, that's, that's resulting from the Ukraine, or rather say the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, but all of this really stems from this week's episode, from a video that I put out on Tuesday asking um, the leaders of UK archaeology to take or to consider taking some of six simple steps to uh, to, to support and to aid uh, our colleagues and fellow humans in Ukraine during this crisis. So some people are wondering, what on earth is it that CIFA, the Chartered Institute for Archaeologists, uh, CBA, the Council for British Archaeology, and FAME, or FAME, the Federation of Archaeological Managers and Employers, can possibly do about the situation in Ukraine. And I've made a handy-dandy list here because we've had sweet FA so far. So here we go. Here's a list for you. Um, number one, at the very least, and this is in capitals, very least... Uh, make a similar statement of solidarity to that which we've seen from comparable institutions in countries like Germany, America and Ireland and so on so forth. It costs you nothing. In fact, it looks quite good. Consider it. You know, an awful lot of archaeologists care about this and you are supposed to represent us. You are our leaders, supposedly. Number two, highlight the government sponsorship scheme. Even our 
cynical government when it comes to influx of people have actually set up a scheme that helps people help other people. Uh, this could be done as it pertains to charities and other institutions within the heritage sector and at the very least we can offer safe harbour to citizens who are archaeologists and their families. If you want to chart an institute for archaeology uh, go down that route because obviously you like to define what what the profession of an archaeologist should be and you have your different status of archaeologist and different levels then you know use it do it engage with archaeologists who are fleeing this 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 war zone anything would be great number three offer advice and information to encourage large units such as wessex mola and others to follow suit where you go hopefully they would follow and that doesn't mean put pressure on anyone but just make the advice available on a similar note number four highlight the Hague convention encourage um, uh, the creation of forums in public spaces to discuss the importance of preserving heritage and cultural even intangible cultural uh, uh, treasures so that people have something to return to in Ukraine as and when they can saving people is one thing but as archaeologists, we also care about archaeology and heritage and culture. So highlight public conversations. Do a public conversation. Have public conversations, at least. Number five, reach out to the pe to the public and highlight the ways in which the historic environment is at risk. How history and modern warfare are connected and generally raise the standard of conversation surrounding the relevance of the historic environment in a generalised view of our lives, i.e. name the stakes. What's at risk what is being lost in addition to people's homes in addition to people's uh, livelihoods we've seen theaters and museums and and other places being targeted indiscriminately what is the risk what are the stakes again costs you nothing but it could really help the public conversation here in the uk if nothing else number six stop being so tone deaf Tweeting about inclusivity, neurodiversity and ethics while burying your heads on this issue is inconsistent, to say the least. And that's the most polite word I can possibly think of to use in this instance. Um, if you want the kudos of managing this sector, if you want to be the Chartered Institute for Archaeology, if you want to be Council for British Archaeology and, and, and not allow... Uh, grassroots campaigns to 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 represent archaeology on the on the, the public sta uh, stage uh, if you uh, want to represent managers and employers then do it be leaders if you want to run the sector then run it lead do something so many archaeologists care about this stuff I care about this stuff and I'm going to keep on hassling until something happens so far we've seen a, a retweet from uh, a CIFA sub account a subcommittee that so far has including this retweet had tweeted 36 times um and that's it oh we also saw a retweet from cba as well but nothing actually out of your own mouths <sighs> please do something step up accompanying that video was a a call to action card that andy and i put together uh, as a, a a way of enabling fellow archaeologists in particular who who wanted to see and hear more from our uh, leadership uh, this wasn't so much the beginning of a campaign because it's not intended as being a centralized uh, uh, body of work in that sense but certainly a way of helping people to voice their concerns and frustrations that we had seen 
bubbling away on Twitter over the past, well, the past month or so since this conflict began. The, the, the intention was to, to ask a basic question, why hasn't the leadership of UK archaeology and three uh, large membership organisations in particular, the Council for British Archaeology, which is the bridge between the amateur and the professional world, mm. um, set, represents effectively all archaeologists, and it's, uh, you know, it's an educational charity. The Federation of Archaeological Managers and Employers, which represents the um, effectively commercial archaeology, so the, the contracting well, well, units who... They are they are the voice of commercial archaeology. That's how they style themselves on their... Yes. That's how they style themselves on their website, absolutely. Yeah. And finally, the Chartered Institute for Archaeologists, which is uh, open to individual members um, and effectively is the organisation that oversees professional standards in archaeology yeah. um, and ethics. And it has many uh, initiatives and committees and so on that look at things like ethics. And even, and in fact, there's a C for International Group mm -hmm. so, that looks at international relations. So we were, we, we were effectively asking those organisations to uh, make clear where they stood on the Ukraine issue and hopefully to, uh, to take a lead um, perhaps in facilitating at least some initiatives uh, to assist colleagues in Ukraine uh, and colleagues who, who felt the, that they had to leave Ukraine because of the current conflict. Well, but also as well, <clears throat> in that sense, fellow human beings. Um, this yeah. this week, I've received uh, messages from people who are saying, look, they don't have to be archaeologists, but our museum is doing this, or our local archaeology yes. group is trying to do that. Uh, this yes. was, I suppose, a call to see some recognition from a centralised leadership and to, to encourage... Um, a bit of yeah coordinated action i suppose and and, and it's interesting as well that that we should say that that there have been bodies that have responded in the uk um for example the society of Antiqu antiquaries did so yeah. that it's not silence but these are the three main bodies and hitherto uh, at that point more or less three weeks into the conflict we had no, we had heard nothing um initially the, uh, the 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 hashtag uh, had lots of shares, lots of enthusiasm. People were very interested in it, and and it did seem to be to be gaining some traction. Though it's fair to say that there was actually quite quickly some pushback uh, from from uh, certain uh, certain quarters on on Twitter, in particular. Uh, they were making the argument that this this sort of uh, initiative, well, this sort of uh, call to action um, was uh, was racist potentially because it was focusing on a European conflict and where were, where where is our voice on all the other conflicts in the world? That said, though, if you go back through yours and mine Twitter accounts, for example, when Afghanistan was being evacuated, we were definitely talking about this in with regards to Afghanistan and so on and so forth. So. Hmm, interesting point to point out there. Um, and also, actually, it was very a very protectionist tone. There was a tone of, why uh, why are we asking um, people to speak out? Um, now, we've, we've already heard and we've already seen in, in the, the clip that I put out on Tuesday, one of the reasons I was most concerned is that the UK was very much seeming silent in, uh, in comparison to America, to Ireland, to Germany, to UNESCO, to... to to you know it, it, we were falling behind um but but at the very least after 
I don't know, 24, 48 hours, uh, we did get some response, didn't we, on uh, uh, on this hashtag. First out of the traps was Seek from the Chartered Institute for Archaeologists. Uh, they responded on the evening of March the 22nd, which was the day that we put out the uh, the, the, the uh, call to action card on the video and the, and the hashtag. Um, it was a double tweet on their official Twitter account, and this is what it said. CIFA's board has discussed its concerns about what is happening in Ukraine, but wishes to keep its public statements clearly focused on archaeology and not on world events generally. It is keeping a close eye on actions from organisations like Blue Shield International, which are experts in the protection of cultural property in conflict zones. We are also discussing plans with the European Archaeological Association for directing Ukrainian archaeologists and their families to archaeologists who might be willing to house or employ them, but we are not ready to contact members about this yet. Now, uh, obviously, we're grateful that they responded at all, but there's a couple of things I, uh, I think our, our viewers will make their mind up about. One is whether you can actually make that um, differentiation between just talking about archaeology and not talking about world events, when uh, possibly the most significant event that's happened, certainly in Europe of its kind, since World War II, which is how a lot of the political and military and humanitarian experts are describing the situation in Ukraine, um, when that is also having a severe effect on Ukraine's culture, on Ukraine's cultural and heritage workers and their families. And also um, as an organisation who historically have campaigned for the ratification of the Hague Convention when it comes to uh, cultural and historical it, sites. It, it, in Indeed, the UK archaeology community, and I think this is one of the reasons, um, certainly, that I found the silence that we've seen hitherto from those organisations odd, was that uh, the UK government was late to ratifying Hague, and the archaeological community uh, campaigned for it over many years, including many members of CIFA mm. and, 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 and the organisations themselves, you know, that they had meetings with with government about ratifying Hague 1954, mm. the Convention on, you know, uh, on Cultural Heritage in, in, in Conflict Zones. Mm -hmm. So to have this major world event f with an, a, 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 a powerful element of, 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 of danger to culture, to heritage, to the people who work in those fields and not to respond seems strange. Mm. Um, the, 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 other, the other point I make um, is that um, the, um, the discussion of plans with the European Archaeological Association for um, taking in Ukrainian archaeologists and their, their families, um, we've got no time scale on that. We don't know when those meetings were had or what was being said. The, the, the government's um, sponsorship scheme, the Homes for Ukraine scheme, which is the main scheme that Ukrainian people will come into the UK on, has been in being for just under two weeks now. And, and, um, and in that sense, uh, not being ready to talk to our members, as CIFA says, CIFA isn't organising that scheme. No. CIFA can just point their members, who are citizens of the United Kingdom, to that scheme. Mm. Uh, that, that, that's Absolutely. also an odd turn of phrase as well. I think so. Well, you know, again, our viewers will make up their minds about that, whether that's an adequate response or, or not. Mm. Um, the, the second organisation that um, we um, that we approached was the CBA, the Council of British Archaeology. And we uh, emailed Neil Redfern, who's the director of the CBA, um, with the 
with the questions and asking uh, how it responded to our call to action card. And this is what uh, he responded. Quote, the war in Ukraine is having a devastating impact on people's lives. The CBA does not intend to comment on your email. The next edition of British Archaeology will contain features reflecting on this horrendous situation and its human cost. End quote. Now, again, that is, um, you know, it's a response. Our viewers will make up their minds whether it's well, a valid response. It's a, respo it's a response to you. It's not a response on Twitter to, to, to the hashtag or to, to people yeah. who have been asking for a comment. And it's also worthwhile True. saying at this venture, neither of those organisations, CIFA nor CBA, have actually made a statement of solidarity with Ukraine, as, as I say, so many others in other countries have, comparable institutions, that is. Anyway, so continue. And also, and, 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 and also organisations in this country, the Society of Antiquaries, our most venerable um, organisation for archaeologists and historians, mm -hmm. was very quick uh, to release a statement of solidarity very soon after the conflict began. Um, there have also been uh, statements and uh, initiatives and discussions of support, from exam for example, um, the Royal Institute of British Architects, uh, uh, I know people, for example, in the performing arts community have been discussing how they can help uh, artists, you know, performers, choreographers, mm -hmm. directors, and so on, who, who, who may have uh, felt the need to, to leave Ukraine, how they can be supported to, 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 to work to keep their skills up. You know, dancers need to do class mm -hmm. um, or they lose their fitness. Mm -hmm. Things like that have been, have, have been discussed. And 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 again, other we, sectors. and again, we shouldn't forget that all of these people have the capacity as citizens to offer a room under the sponsorship scheme. Yes. It's not just about employers or particular skills. Uh, no, I think, I think we need, we actually, we need to make clear that the, the, the government's uh, Homes for Ukraine scheme, um, which can be criticised on various grounds, but on the face of it, it's open for individuals and organisations, including archaeological units, to sponsor people from Ukraine to come to England and they will be able to, uh, they, the, the, the idea that they need to be able to provide accommodation for six months, but archaeological units are, uh, often provide accommodation for their, for, for their diggers on projects. So this, this isn't something that's, we're not being asked to do something that's out of their comfort zone. It's something that they do routinely. Um, and it's, it wouldn't be beyond the wit of somebody at one of those organizations to say, just to say, look, this is something you can do. You as an organization could sponsor somebody offer a room for six months and they will be allowed to work they're allowed to be uh, to draw benefits they're allowed to uh to to, to take part in full-time education and so on uh, it, it, it's a it's a pretty open visa scheme and relatively for the uk and in that sense it's not a work visa though they can work doing anything so they could they could that's they right could, they could be sponsored by an archaeologist or an archaeological unit or whoever and they could work as a milkman you know, or, or, or as, a, as, a, as a teacher, you know, whatever. That's exactly it. Look, it, it's not a perfect scheme, but it's there. The organisations could say, you know, we endorse the support, you know, we endorse supporting people from Ukraine. The government scheme is there, use it. Mm. That's all they had to say. Mm. And they've chosen not to. Okay. Um, so that's CIFA and CBA. What about FAME, the Voice of Professional Archaeology? Yeah, indeed. Um, FAME, uh, it's um, 
an organisation that is there, as you say, to promote uh, the voice of commercial archaeology, which is effectively the big archaeological units like mm -hmm. Mola and Oxford and Wessex and so on. Uh, it's uh, chair is a person called Dr Kenneth Aitchison, mm -hmm. um, who um, people might be aware of in connection with Landward Research, which is the organisation that does the profiling, the profession surveys. Um, fame, I have asked on many occasions uh, for fame to comment on issues that we've raised in watching brief they've never commented previously however um, when i sent them the uh, request for comments uh, on the questions that we'd asked the other two organizations CBA, uh, cba and cifa um, fame gave me uh, well it's a sort of indirect response um, <laughs> And well, look, basically, it was an automated response. Let's say that for a start. It yeah. was an auto. Okay, yeah. Look, basically, the, 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 there, there's been a lot of talk about um, bots and um, automated responses and, and, and so on in the course of uh, the uh, Ukraine crisis in, in terms of uh, cyber uh, mm. and cyber, so what's so-called cyber warfare. Now, I'm not suggesting for a moment that fame are involved in anything like that, but um, I did get a cyber response to the, um, to the request for comment and questions. And I'm quoting again, quote, this email has been blocked. Please stop trying to get quotes comment from fame end quote. Uh, I should add that the pipeline Twitter account has also been blocked by fame. Now, again, fame obviously is a private organisation. Uh, it is perfectly entitled not to comment if it chooses not to. But I would just point out to our viewer and let them make that up, up their own mind that fame is also an organisation that operates in the public sphere. It has a public website. It states it lobbies on behalf of its members and, and has meetings with government. Um, and therefore, it is entirely legitimate for me, you, anyone to ask them questions about what they do and the attitudes of the organisation. Um, I shall just say, I think that kind of uh, view is disappointing. I'm not sure I can say what I want to say about that. I think, I think uh, a very, a very, very measured and polite response from from me would be to say that it's weird that you can have a tagline of being the voice of, of commercial archaeology and not speak. It's strange that you can put out statements and pronouncements and survey results on the status of the profession in this country and not want to listen. Anyway, so varying degrees of success, uh, ranging from um, kindly don't contact us ever again <laughs> to, uh, to uh, effectively we don't we don't do world events, uh, except actually it seems that maybe maybe by accident these organisations are involved in world events, aren't they, Andy? Well. Yeah, look, one of the most recent responses to the, um, to, to the Ukraine crisis is an open letter that has been written by a whole series of uh, senior members of the heritage profession uh, in, in Britain. Um, it's entitled The Threat to Ukraine's Heritage, an open letter sent to the Minister of Culture of the Russian Federation, Olga Borisovna Leobimova. 
Um, so it's a it's writing to uh, basically um, President Putin's Minister of Culture in the Russian government. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it, it's very strongly it's relatively short. It's very strongly worded. We'll link to it um, below. Um, but essentially, um, I will uh, read the last couple of paragraphs. It says, we urge you to do your utmost to end the war, which creates an increasing threat to both life and cultural heritage, and to plead the case with your own government for the avoidance of further destruction of cultural heritage in any form during this war. While bombing continues, loss of life and the damage and loss of historic buildings and collections and sites is inevitable. Mm. We are a group of UK conservationists, architectural historians, archaeologists, cultural commentators, authors and campaigners for Got Heritage and the wider cultural heritage who have united this week to monitor threats and losses to architectural and cultural heritage in Ukraine during this war. Now, among the signatories of that letter are Dame Fiona Reynolds, who's the chair of the International uh, National Trust's organisation. Uh, we've got uh, the director of the Victorian Society, the Society of uh, the director of the Society for the Protection of Ancient Buildings, even the editor, uh, the architectural editor of the uh, magazine Country Life, which is a very has a reputation at least of looking at you know uh, traditional British very nice. in the country with very nice very nice houses and um, be beautiful cows, yeah. um, but significantly and significantly for the story we're telling this afternoon. Um, it's also signed by Lizzie Glitherow-West, who's a fellow of the Society of Antiquaries. Uh, she's the chief executive of the Heritage Alliance. And among the membership of the Heritage Alliance are the Council for British Archaeology, the Chartered Institute for Archaeologists, and the Federation of Archaeological Managers and Employers. I'll leave our viewer to work that one out. Uh, so... Where, where, where does this leave us at the end of the week? We started the week hopeful. I sort of started the week hopeful, a little bit annoyed uh, by, by a lack of action. Um, for my part, I suppose I'm, I'm my, the one question I have is why is it so hard to make a statement of support? I don't understand. I, I, I really don't understand. Because it's not support, sorry, it's not support in to the exclusion of supporting anything else. It's starting somewhere and starting now. And I don't understand. Look, I think uh, I've got a couple of responses to it very quickly. Um, one is journalistically. Uh, I find it very disappointing that those three organisations haven't engaged more fully with this discussion uh, and with this issue, to be frank, because sure as heck their members are. Mm -hmm. We see that in the response to things like the Disasters Emergency Committee appeal, mm -hmm. which has broken records in terms of the amount of money it's raised. Yeah. And, you know, and many, many people in our profession, in the professions that they oversee, will have contributed to that appeal, if not many of the others that are, are currently underway. Uh, I think it's disappointing that they haven't responded to the situation in Ukraine. I think it's disappointing that they haven't shown any leadership in terms of setting up any initiatives or even just endorsing other initiatives. Or encouraging public, um, public conversation about the value of heritage. Like these are, this is as simple as saying, do you like apple pie? Yes, apple pie is great. Mm. And they can't bring themselves mm. to say, is heritage worthwhile saving heritage body? 
they can't bring themselves to say, yes, it is. It's great. I don't think... Uh, and, uh, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. No, all, all, all I was going to say was, yeah, look, uh, 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 yeah, they have made their statements or, or chosen not to at the moment. They may well, change their mind. As, as it stands, obviously, so from CBA, we're waiting on a magazine to be published. Uh, do you know when that's coming out? Um, well, the... Um, uh, the the um, May and June uh, edition is the next one to come out. It comes out, um, I think, in uh, early April. Okay. And the, co the copy date was the 7th, uh, according to the advertisers anyway, or at least the, the people that booked the advertising for British archaeology, um, the copy date was the 7th of March, so barely a week after the, uh, the, the crisis began. Now, I have to say, and to be fair, um, Mike Pitts, the editor... Uh, of um, of British archaeology is a, is very effective. He commission he he's got a way of commissioning good pieces. Mm -hmm. um, so I believe know, I believe it, there's it, an interview with me just there on the wall actually that he wrote. Right. Well, uh, you know, and, 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 I'm, and I'm sure he showed you off to your best. Um, no, look, Mike does a good job, job of British archaeology, but, it, but as you say, it, it is a, a, a magazine that only comes out every other month. And this is a fast-moving international situation that and many that, of our colleagues are caught up in. And that copy date, can, can unless they, they stop press and put out an emergency editorial, that copy date will not Which is possible, able, which is entirely possible. Yeah, so, yeah, it runs the risk of not being able to actually make a competent comment on the current state of affairs when it comes to how people who are concerned can help people in and from and in and around Ukraine. That's it, true. It, it, that is to say in and around this conflict. Um yeah. I don't I don't I don't want to, I don't want to say much more because I think if I do I'll I'll either swear or I'll or I'll get too visibly angry. I've barely even touched on um on frankly abuse that came my way this week just for asking people to, to 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 consider any of six potential courses of action uh i am disappointed um i'm not going to stop i'm not i'm not bruised to the point of going oh archaeology is rubbish archaeology is great i love archaeology um this is the reason why i felt the need to comment on this at the beginning of the week in that sense but um hopefully next week we'll have other voices on and they they'll be able to speak for them for themselves. Yeah, and absolutely. And I mean, the, the the point I'd like to end on really is uh, there's a a well known phrase which is that uh, don't ignore the possible in pursuit of the perfect. And yes, you know, it will be fantastic. A statement. A story. A, the perfect. The perfect. I'm not asking for the perfect. But people, are, people have just been pushing for a statement. You know, a statement, a non-committal statement of support is not perfect. Sorry, go on. See, I told you I, told you I needed to be quiet. Go on. Go, on. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Look. Okay. The, the idea is that, you know, Yes, it would be wonderful to talk about Syria and Yemen and Tigray. And lots of us have been. And, and indeed, lots of us have done, and we've done watching briefs on, uh, on, on, on many of those issues as well. Um, but it is a fact of life, it's a fact of politics, it's a fact of the media, that the more complexity you add to something, the more difficult it is to actually get traction with it. Mm. And... Ukraine 
being so ubiquitous at the moment, being such an egregious case of aggression, it would appear, um, and having such cut through with the public, certainly at the moment, although one does hear you know, suggestions that the public may be started to become, quote, Ukrained out, mm. in a horrible phrase. Um, you know, it was an opportunity to both help people here and now who are facing the most appalling situation, fellow human beings, as you said, mm. and also leverage perhaps further campaigns, further support for people in those other countries who are facing uh, analogous situations. And I think the other thing, and, I, and it's the point I'd like to finish on, mm. um, it was made by a colleague on Twitter today or at least that I read today, I can't remember the exact date that the post was made, but that this person observed that organisations, leadership organisations like CBA, like CIFA, like FAME, need to have a disaster plan that they can pull off the shelf in a situation like this, mm. that, that, gives a, a, you know, that, that has been pre-approved by any boards and committees and working groups, if, if, if necessary. And, because and, and may, I think maybe just some pertinent details need to be tweaked and voted on, perhaps. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Basically, I, th I think the thing that strikes me most about this is that when many organisations, both in the UK and internationally, were nimble and quick on their feet, the leadership bodies in UK archaeology have really been playing catch-up, and they're quite a long way behind. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, I won't say anything else. Um, next week, uh, we have got some people lined up. We're still finalising that, uh, but these are archaeologists and others with connections to or living um, in, the, in the, the, the sphere of uh, the conflict. And... Um, and it sounds as though it's good, that's going to be a very good opportunity for us to step out of the way and give give the platform to some other people as well. So um, mm. uh, I'm looking forward to that. And as I said, I didn't I didn't I didn't want this this frustration to to bleed into that episode next week. So hopefully uh, hopefully that'll be a good and probably probably quite a long one as well. We'll, we'll definitely give people the room to speak um, as and how they need to. Uh, anything else, Andy? Are we waiting on any further comments? Um, and where should people look out for it, no, if anything further? Uh, no, I mean, um, I, I'm going to be writing up the detail of this for Pipeline, so they'll be asking the Pipeline uh, coming out over the weekend. And um, the other thing I would say is, regardless of what anybody else says or thinks, um, follow the situation in Ukraine. And if you feel driven to, there are many um, initiatives uh, to help people in Ukraine across many fields mm -hmm. um, look look them up as for the last couple of weeks our link of the week is the disasters emergency committee Ukraine appeal that's the appeal that's set up by a consortium of British NGOs who are supplying aid to refugees but also aid to uh, people in country where it's possible to reach them um, you don't need leadership to sign up to it although the kind of leadership and expertise and international relationships and economies of scale that representative bodies can provide if they choose to would be nice but as individuals we can all try and help our fellow human beings in ukraine and that's in the end the most important thing okay guys until next time do take care bye bye this podcast episode 
has been produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network in collaboration with Archaeocity Productions. Find out more podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.